Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Please be seated. Today we celebrate the feast of Christ the King as we continue our preaching series on the Nicene Creed. Whose kingdom shall have no end? Every time we prayerfully speak the words of the Nicene Creed, we affirm that the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ will have no end. In the New Testament, we first hear these words from the Archangel Gabriel when he appeared to Mary the time of the Annunciation. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And so God is king. And God as king is identified with his reign and sovereignty over all creation. God created all things in heaven and on earth. And his rule was established. However, rather than create us as slaves, he created us as children and gave us free will to acknowledge his rule, to hear and to receive his word within our hearts, to live according to his commands or to turn from them. And so, when man sinned against God, man introduced a new reign into God's creation, the reign of sin, death, and the devil himself. God remained king over all, but a new kingdom had infiltrated his creation. When we turn from God, we introduce darkness into the world. When we turn from God as life, we introduced death into the world. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, Satan is referred to as the God of this age, God with a small g, the God of this age. That is, his kingdom, his dominion has infiltrated God's creation over which God doth reign. He is the small g, God of this age, the ruler of this age, an age of sin, an age of death, an age of darkness. According to gotquestions.com, which I often use, I agree with them about 90% of the time. 
It's an evangelical website that answers many of the questions that Christians and non-Christians alike have. And they write regarding the rule of Satan that this indicates that Satan is the major influence on the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. Hear that again. Because Satan's dominion has entered into God's creation, apart from God, fallen man, it has come under the influence of the enemy. And so, what does it mean that the enemy is the small g god of this age? It indicates that Satan is the major influence on the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. The quote goes on to say, his influence also encompasses the world's philosophies, education, and commerce. The thoughts, ideas, speculations, and false religions of the world are under his control and have sprung from his lies and deceptions. So many people will say, if God is God and God is good and God is king over his creation, why is there so much bad in this world? Because, my friends, there is another dominion, one that will not last forever, one whose time is now marked, one whose time is short, but whose influence is still great. The devil is also referred to as the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2.2, and as the ruler of this world in John 12, 21. So, firstly, we had God creating all things in heaven and on earth and reigning in love over his creation. And then secondly, we had a false dominion, a false kingdom, a false god, introduced into his creation by man having turned away from God. And this false kingdom of sin, death, and Satan came into God's creation, and its influence was great. But God did not leave it there. God did not abandon us to sin and death. For God loves us. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to confront sin and death himself in the flesh. To be the light that will cast out darkness. To be the life that will end all death. To be the truth that cast out lies. And so God himself in the person of Jesus came into the world. Christ, the King. Firstly, overcoming the devil. Christ, the King, overcoming the devil. Jesus says, 
Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. The hour refers to the time of his passion and death. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to Jesus. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. John 12, 27 to 33. So Christ the King overcomes the devil. He brings to an end by his confrontation with the devil himself in the flesh, he brings to an end the false dominion. And he casts out the false rule of the enemy. And we will see this brought to full fruition at the second coming of our Lord. By Jesus being raised up upon the cross, all those who are infected with sin may turn to him and look upon him and be healed and be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then my favorite verse, John 7, uh, 3, 17 for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so Jesus Christ the King comes and he confronts the false ruler of this world and he overturns the power of the devil by confronting it by himself on the cross. Hebrews 2.14 says, Therefore, since the children have flesh and blood, that is, since you and I have flesh and, flesh and blood, we are God's children by creation, but we have fallen out of that right relationship with God. But since we, the children of God, have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. So God, in the person of Jesus, took on humanity. He too took on flesh and blood. It goes on to tell us why. So that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Hebrews 2.14 Christ the King overcame the devil. Christ the King overcame the devil's influence in the world. You remember those words that I shared, quoting gotquestions.com. What does it mean that Satan is the small g god of this age? It indicates that Satan is a major influence on the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. 
His influence also encompasses the world's philosophies, education, commerce, etc. But Christ the King overcomes the devil's influence in the world. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, tribulation, but take heart. Does anyone know what the word, next words are? For I have overcome the world. Christ the King overcomes the devil's influence in the world. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And then 1 John 5, 4. Because everyone born of God, that is, all of us who are in Christ Jesus by faith and baptism, everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. That is our faith and our trust in the victory of Jesus Christ who confronted these things himself in the flesh on the cross and was raised in eternal victory over them in the resurrection on the third day. Christ the King overcomes Satan. Christ the King overcomes the devil's influence in the world. Christ the King has overcome sin. For as by the one man's disobedience, that is Adam's, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of Christ the King. Leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, 19 and 20b. As sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Christ, has, Christ the King has overcome the devil. Christ the King has overcome the devil's influence in the world. Christ the King has overcome sin. And Christ the King has overcome death and Hades. Revelation 1, 17b-18, Jesus said, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Revelation 1, 17b-18. And I have the keys of death and Hades, so fear not. Death is not the first and the last. Satan is not the first and the last. This world is not the first and the last. Jesus Christ is the first and the last. And he is alive forevermore.
and has the keys of death in Hades. 1 Corinthians 15, 55. O death, where is thy sting? O Hades, where is thy victory? Revelation 21, 4. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the former things have passed away. Christ the King. This is the feast we celebrate today. And whenever we proclaim the words of the Nicene Creed, we say, whose kingdom shall have no end. Death shall be brought to an end. This world shall be brought to an end. The influence of Satan over this world shall be brought to an end. Satan himself shall be brought to an end. And the book of Revelation tells us that with Satan and his apostate angels, death in Hades will be cast into the lake of fire and shall be no more. They shall come to an end. But the kingdom of our Lord, Jesus Christ, of his kingdom, there shall be no end. All of this will be brought to full fruition in the second coming of the Lord, which is what Advent is all about. Next Sunday begins the Christian New Year, the new liturgical year, when we will firstly look for the second coming of Jesus and the full fruition of all that has been spoken today. Thanks be to God for Christ the King, for he has overcome it all. Amen.